Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining me today is Steve Floyd. He is the co-founder and chief of strategy at EOS Tribe. Welcome, Steve. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us here today. Very excited to learn about EOS Tribe. Cool. Cool. Well, um, just to let you know a little bit about us and your audience, uh, we are a block producer candidate. Uh, on the EOS network, we're currently number 27 in the ranking, um, you know, trying to work our way up uh, amongst a, a lot of uh, large investors that <laughs> have been kind of controlling, uh, you know, how, how the vote turns out, obviously, because they have a, a large stake on the system. And uh, basically, it's an equivalency of a miner uh, to, to explain to your less, you know, maybe technical audience or that doesn't know a lot about uh, cryptocurrency or, or how it works. Uh, basically, miners, like on Bitcoin, they run these you know, these uh, ASIC miners that basically solve these nonces, these mathematical, you know, numbers that they validate. And then that produces a block, you know, that basically like creates a block. Well, in delegated proof of stake, DPoS systems like EOS that has a high throughput, um, it basically, you know, uh, you produce blocks uh, through running your hardware on the network, if you're in, uh, you, you can validate blocks and even reverse transactions if you're one of the top 21 block producers. So there's a, a list of block producers. If you go look at like sites like EOSnetwork.io uh, that shows you all these by, by crypto lines, um, that basically shows all these, uh, you know, different block producers in queue. And those block producers' positions are voted in uh, by the people, you know, who own the tokens. So they decide more or less who the block producers become um, by merit, uh, by visibility, or just by way of influence, you know, because they own a lot of tokens. And uh, not really, you know, completely fair to some people, but that's pretty much the world that we live in now. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it's uh, kind of next-gen protocol like mining. Um, you know, EOS gets hated on by a lot of the uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin community. And it's really funny because we, other than like maybe some local haters or, you know, some people that are obviously just using it as a pulpit to go after you individually, you know, or they just don't like you or something. To those people, screw off. I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> but to, to the average, like, you know, enthusiast who's in maybe in Ethereum or, you know, in, in Bitcoin, you'll find that most most EOS people are actually not, um, you know, the, the, the people deeply involved in the community are not, like, as purist as you think. I mean, we kick the tires, too. We don't like the way certain things work too. And that's the great thing about EOS is you can essentially with a smart contract and voting something in, change it where, you know, that would be a fork in another community. So there is something to be said about a governance layer. We personally, if people could kind of distill, well, like what is your position? What differentiates you guys or makes you different is we're kind of like the grassroots candidate. You know, we're not the big corporate guys that came from, you know, finance or, you know, influence within the crypto, uh, you know, the crypto larger um, investors in the crypto community. People like to say whales and cabal and all this stuff. And I mean, that's subjective because what would you call a bunch of people that have worked together in the industry for, you know, 10 years, five years, however long they've built relationships. So maybe as smaller people, it's easy for us to point the finger, but a lot of the times it's, it's really not that black and white. 
Um, the other thing would be, you know, um, what, what really differentiates us is we've contributed significantly to both the security layer and the actual usability of different tools on the network. I actually personally built, uh, you know, designed the UI for EOS portal, um, you know, the Chintai project that's being worked on now, which is like a token leasing platform. So people can, you know, get bandwidth for like pennies on the dollar on the network by leasing their tokens because in, in EOS, the tokens, the utility they serve is you, you stake bandwidth, uh, CPU and RAM. And so those are like the resources. Those are the, the services essentially that you get utility for from your tokens. And more or less, that's, uh, that's you know, what I do personally, uh, EOS Tribe and, and my partner, Eugene Lisgen, uh, who, who couldn't be on today, um, that's, that's our role is to just make sure that we produce blocks uh, or if we're a standby in our current, you know, ranking, that we're there to, you know, fall in if needed, if one of the nodes falls out. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what we do. We're, we're some server nerds and technical nerds and UX nerds that just, uh, basically are are really into the possibilities of this technology and what it could represent so thank you for that that really in-depth in-depth introduction and I love that you guys are scrappy but you're you know you're just knowledgeable and you're like here's what we're doing here's our project um, you know I'm looking at your website right now and I was really taken by you know your core values and if you want to talk right, about this a little bit that's a huge part like I, I wanted to extend on that but that was kind of a large intro there I apologize no it's perfect but, it's perfect yeah. well people listening may not know what any of this stuff is I'm like okay who is this guy what do you do that's usually the first thing when you hear someone on a podcast you're like what are you what are you what do you do the next thing is what are you about mm -hmm. and to touch on on our you know our vision and our core values that's a big part of why we've been popular in the ecosystem. And you've seen me and, and Eugene pop up on all these uh, crypto podcasts is because like our culture, you know, our culture is really strong. And, and it's a big part of like what we want to bring to the EOS community is not idealism, not the typical like crypto, you know, social justice warrior idealism with no execution, but real legitimate. What if you took, you know, someone from the enterprise world like Eugene that has a PhD in computer science, I mean, brilliant engineer, brilliant software engineer, and at the same time has like a, is a really hardcore security guy. So he knows how to execute in terms of, you know, making sure those environments are secured and deployed uh, to the highest standards. I mean, he worked for Deutsche Bank and Federal Reserve. A lot of people are like, whoa, anti-bank. And it's like, you know, we got, we as a culture have to get out of that phase of crypto, of that, that like, that, that's a lot, the tongue in cheek of our name, you know, EOS Tribe is, you know, we need to get out of the mindset, you know, of thinking that the incumbent establishment itself and the people are these evil people. And that all banks and all of them should fail, all big, large establishments. And to some regard, I think that they will because they won't adjust. But I think that, you know, a lot of the corruption that we see is because of centralization. And that, that to extend on what I was saying, that the Ethereum and the Bitcoin, like purists and maximalists, will quickly realize that, you know, as they start to meet more educated, like, you know, involved and engaged EOS people, that's a, you know, we want to integrate with the existing system and make it better. We don't want to tear it down, you know, because there are some good things in our system, especially in the West, that we that we really don't give credit for. Now, there's a lot of inefficiencies and corruption, and those are because of centralization. That's what brings us together as a movement, you know, and that's the pillar of our like core values. You know, people are are the purpose. We believe that everything we do for EOS is to enrich the lives of people across the globe. Uh, you know, people are the reason that we do what we do, and we try to never lose sight of that. You know, purpose over duty. 
Uh, we will never waver from our duty of keeping the EOS network stable and secure because our, of our commitment to the people on the network that we serve. Uh, we believe doing the right thing while abiding by the rules outlined in the EOS Constitution is always our true north in every decision we make. At the same time, we do not operate as a heartless machine, as those are the very types of organizational structures and processes that we are trying to free ourselves and others from. Trust over control. Block producer trust is paramount for a governed blockchain to function. We embrace the wisdom of the crowd, always leading from behind humble stewards who only give direction if and when we can truly add value. Transparency over tr position. Um, our loyalty is always to the EOS token holders and network, not our position or affiliations. Transparency around our associations and financial interest is more than just a line item in our core values. It's the center of our entire brand promise and communication strategy. Uh, if elected, you know, we will provide a public wallet address for anyone to audit. Um, and we suggested that, that many other BPs, block producers, had done the same. Um, integrity over pride. Uh, integrity is our lighthouse and the only metric that matters in the outcome of the decisions that we make. The root of many indiscretions among human, the human race is often rooted in pride. Greed and many selfish acts are simply pro, uh, projections of self-pride uh, and preservation. Say, you know, staying rooted and down to earth is very important to the tribe culture. You know, integrity in our work, our dealings with others, and especially any and all affairs related to the EOS network are among our highest ideals. And that's not just idealism. This is a mix of what we know in startup culture. There's a lot of idealism. People are like, we're going to change the world. And, you know, in actuality, they just get acquired or, you know, it was really 90% of all that is just a money play. I mean, of course, they can say that because now they're rich. But, you know, we've made money and we've been successful outside of EOS. And what we realized is, is that unless you have a really strong culture, you know, you're destined to fail, like as a business and as a community. And that's, a, you know, it's, it's idealism with execution. And that's what I was touching on with Eugene and myself. I'm a UX guy uh, by trade. I do a lot of user interface design, you know, UX architecture and really just the larger umbrella of design strategy, you know, business oriented uh, UX, where I understand like how to manage a P&L and the, this, the concerns of MBAs, because I've, I've earned, I always say I earned my MBA in the streets, you know, <laughs> like running my own business, I, you know, different tech businesses, my agency, uh, my newer agency, and uh, obviously EOS Tribe and some of my other ventures in our incubator. I've learned that, you know, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> more about the culture you create, because that will carry you through those hard times. And as it, just like I said, as a community, and, but we can't be so idealistic and not engage with the existing system and create onboarding and offboard ramps. It's like I said at my, my keynote at Tulip Conference, you know, it's not the in, incumbent system to, to make it easy for us. Like we have to build those bridges. We have to get our stuff together, you know, to, if we expect to, to, you know, get mainstream adoption and for what we're trying to do here in this whole movement of decentralization, it, don't get caught up in your, in your bag you know and your coins and the gains like that's one part of it and it's great and i love it i love the that aspect as much as people hate on that aspect it's great to see all these people that were had no idea how economics worked to get into like how money works how supply of money works like and all that stuff and in economics like that's a good thing it's not bad trading principles and that's not a bad thing like but if that's the only part of your culture and your money focus then we as a movement are, are born to fail and that's what we want to be a lighthouse for to all the people out there that, that have made these pre, you know, judgments about us and think that we're just being, you know, oh, you guys are just EOS fanboys and like EOS sucks. And it's like, I mean, that's going to be a totally different conversation in like 18 to 24 months. And it's going to be very funny 
that how I look then, you know what I mean? <laughs> Versus how people like that are very skeptical now. And I think that's, that's healthy. It's okay for us as a community, the larger, you know, I think everyone should be super skeptical, even the things they're invested in. But I think once you're at the point of you're actually, you know, engaged in a system like, like EOS, that there are certain ideals and there are certain things that are like, you know, uh, social norms in the ecosystem too. And that those that outsiders understand that and see that, you know, this is a community of super sharp people, you know, that, that are not your average crypto person. They're not just some, you know, IT guy in the back that, that can't communicate very well. I mean, these are, you know, world-class comms, world-class like infrastructure people, world-class UX people that are coming together. And the, you know, the Ethereum community in particular should look very closely at that and not hate, look at how to engage and create oracles and all kinds of cool stuff that could service and provide a use case to, you know, for inner blockchain communication um, and, and to be able to, you know, atomic swaps and stuff like that, to be able to communicate and, and share value a, a around our, our larger ecosystem. And I think that's the next phase. So to kind of bring it full circle, like why, why this, you know, uh, you know, these core values, why do we choose this? Because we would like one for the, the EOS ecosystem to be rooted in more of like how we would all, I think if you're Gen Xer and Gen Y to, to function as a business, a little more co conscious capitalism leaning, you know, and just being aware of what we're doing and, and how we're giving back, you know, in general, it doesn't mean that we ha can't be capitalists, but that we can certainly, you know, uh, balance that. And then also, of course, some some middle of the road libertarian ideals. I think it, we're more centrist. Uh, personally, EOS Tribe, there's people in the community that are hardcore and cap, like anarchists. There's people who are, you know, just complete nihilists and are not engaged at all. They don't believe in anything. And there's it's all everything in between. And we're we like to pride ourselves on being kind of middle of the road pragmatic and you know rooted in a set of core values that a lot of people could get behind if you really look closely at what we do and that's uh just to bring it full circle that's kind of yeah that's that's what we're trying to do and that's what we're about so. i love i love the passion that you have for this and and your attitude towards it you know you're you're all about educate yourself you know don't be single-minded look at the big picture and and all of that i feel is it's such a mixed success it's yeah. Crypto, yeah like exactly it's like the fundamentals don't go away. The fundamentals yeah. of business don't disappear because of decentralization. <laughs> it's like any talk of anything that's structured or centralized within decentralized, you know, decentralized culture is frowned upon autocratically. And that is not the right frame of mind we need to be in. And it's destructive. And we still have to be pragmatists, you know, it, within how we plan to get adoption as a larger community. Because if we want things to be centralized, they have to pass through that common law of, of nature has a law of everything goes through you know, um, some level or some phase of centralization, you know, so if you as an organization are fairly centralized in your comm strategy and you're just sharing like, you know, I've noticed this with, with purists that if you even try to have a private meeting about your communications or your marketing, it's like, oh, this is, this is too centralized. It's like, guys, like <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You know, you, you have to plan and be strategic in a political race, you know, and that's, uh, that's something that, you know, we had people that we brought on that were asking, why are we even having a private group? Why don't we just put out everything we're talking about? Every single thing, everything. And it's like, well, one, if we put that out in a public group, then our competition would steal our strategy and just steal what we we're doing. I mean, that's not, that's, that's the unhealthy side that I've noticed of there's like no understanding because these people have never done business. 
they're just coming in and they either got crypto rich or they're just like guys working at a job. And, and the people who've actually run and sold businesses, you know, have a little bit different perspective. And, and we need to see more of those entrepreneurs, those really sharp experienced, like seasoned entrepreneurs come into this space and do a lot of what we're doing, you know, the same kind of stuff and say, okay, like I get it. You're right. Like we need to come at this professionally, but bring in some culture, you know, that's aligned with what we're all trying to see here. And that's just more, a more fair like equitable world, you know, that's all that it is. It's nothing, you know, it's not even, that's not even idealism. That's just like human nature. Like we inherently want to do better if we could, if we weren't struggling Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the law of the jungle and we didn't have to like still or kill to, to, you know, to survive. Now that that's all off the table, most people would say, "Eh, yeah, give the guy a dollar or yeah, help this person. Or if they could, if it's within their means, that's been proven over and over again, you know, but if we get into groupthink, then we'll self-censor and we won't make progress, you know, we'll stagnate like this phases went. And part of that's the protocols, like there's limitations of throughput uh, of these protocols. So they just really can't, you go look at like, I think there's a few sites that show how many users Ethereum actually has, uh, Ether, uh, forget what it's called, but it shows how many active users are actually on these dApps, you know, and I think it's DAP Radar or something like that. Um, I forget, but that's, that's a perfect, perfect example of, uh, you know, what you're really looking at you know, in terms of adoption. And people don't like to talk about that. You know, they equate nodes with, you know, having a a lot of adoption and that's just the network. But how many people are actually using it? Current today, the top five games on DAP Radar are CryptoKitties and there are 363 active users. I mean, think about that, you know? Like our problem is adoption. If we don't get mainstream adoption for this larger movement, no one is going to ever come in and really like pay attention to it. It, it. it will just be a brushed aside like the electric car for 10 or 20 more years. And we'll just stay in this lull of speculative markets. And if we were smart, we would be trying to build utility-based markets and those on, on-ramps and off-ramps that I'm talking about and integrating with the system to, to drive mass adoption. And, and I personally, my big thought pieces are all around, you know, how user experience will drive you know, adoption for blockchains. If, if we focus on it, you look at all the top companies um, that have done well in stock in the stock market. Um, they're, they've all had a huge, huge focus, you know, on, uh, on adoption and UX. That's all they really focus on user acquisition and UX like a laser beam. Apple, totally user experience first company. You know, they did very well, you know, <laughs> they've gotten a lot of adoption by doing that. So that's the biggest point I'm trying to make for this whole segment is just, you know, think a lot about that. That's a big part of our value add to the community and to the larger crypto community. Um, we just happen to be starting with, you know, EOS because we believe in it philosophically, but we're going to branch out and be on Ethereum. We'll probably be on, you know, we'll do some Bitcoin stuff with some zero knowledge proofs that we're, I mean, there's a lot of projects that we'll do uh, over the years, but, you know, that's, um, we're just starting over here in the EOS world because it has the best chance for adoption. You'd have, I mean, 40 times, guys, 40 times the transactions of Ethereum right now. And it's just the mainnet launched two weeks ago. Screw the governance. Screw all the, the, the constitution stuff you guys don't care about. That's fine. We do, but you don't. That's fine. Um, but think about the, the throughput and the, the social decentralized applications you could build on a platform like this. You know, and I'm not just being a shell. I mean, I, I know the technology. Like, I've dug into it. I've studied it for six, eight months. And I'm I'm a believer from the Steemit community. I saw the potential, realizing that wow, this is like a social app built on a blockchain, and that led me to you know how how the underlying technology of graphene, 
and uh, you know Daniel Larimer's invention and uh, what became EOS, a more generalized platform so you could build exchanges and social applications and all those applications that really drive mainstream adoption that we can't really do on these other networks. So, you know, don't be a purist, guys. Like, think outside the box a little, you know, give it a chance. Like, it's, we just started out, EOS just started out. It's a total, you know, it's a total mess. We, we all in the community agree. It's, it, we're just finding our bearings, you know, just like the DAO hack with Ethereum, you know, and you guys are finding your bearings. We're, we're going through that phase now, you know, and just allow us to do that. Like, allow us to stumble and, and be, be nice, you know, like start with being nice to the average EOS person and then say your criticism a lot of us are taking a lot of flack and haven't been getting much sleep trying to get this thing, you know, live. And, you know, that may be a part of, you know, why you get what you get. You get a little tierceness or you get a little people, people being a little flippant, you know, in their responses. And, you know, that's not what, you know, me personally, and I'm, I'm guilty of that myself, you know, responding and being quippy, you know, to people who are just haters and, and being negative towards the platform. But we know that we know our, our shortcomings and that we've got a lot of stuff to fix and nobody involved would say otherwise but just focus on the adoption you know and and you know some of those points i was touching on and you know that and that we're all together in this we're all trying to have a more decentralized world you know so you know we should all be friends maybe not get along perfectly <laughs> but we should definitely uh definitely tone it down a little bit and realize the bigger picture so any system that is worth doing is going to give you a little trouble at first and you're going to have a lot of haters but ultimately you will succeed because that is in a system that works. This is a system that works. Um, So in closing, what is the best place for people to find out more about EOS tribe, follow your, follow your journey here. And also I know you're looking for for people to come work for you. What's the best way for that to happen? Uh, If you go to EOS tribe.io, you can contact us through, um, you know, obviously our, we have a, a jobs board there. Um, we, we currently have not listed a lot of contact info except in our uh, BP, um, actual uh, BP JSON file is where you can find that, but we've got a new site going up. Uh, if you're trying to submit to jobs, I would contact uh, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, at eostribe.io. If you're looking for employment, we're looking for translators and, you know, different community leads and uh, particularly overseas. Um, you know, at the moment, um, we're looking for people in Asia and in China and Korea uh, specifically. But those are um, those are our main focuses right now is just our international outreach and operations. But we will we are also looking for an experienced uh, C plus plus developer um, right now that you know has some blockchain experience. Uh, that's another role, and then um, a React uh, framework specialist, somebody who has uh, you know good experience in those areas is definitely. Definitely one of them. So yeah, those are the those are the spots that we're looking for as far as hiring and contacting us. You could click jobs on our website and that'll direct you to the form for the application. So. Fantastic. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today on Future Tech Podcast and and share your passion. I mean, I can hear it in your voice that that this is something that you strongly believe in and it's it's infectious. I love it. Right, right. And just to everybody out there, you know, go Go get a, you know, go, go look into EOS as a project, uh, look into the white paper um, and, you know, maybe look past the, the, the current shortcomings, you know, and just engage an EOS head, you know, that, that knows about it, not just a speculator or someone who's just investing like you, like talk to someone in, in someone in the community or a block producer and ask more about it and, and learn about it because it's, it's a really cool system. It's liquid democracy, you know, and that, that has a lot of potential. These systems, these DPoS systems with a governance layer, 
have a lot of potential, you know, and uh, we just hope that the other, you know, the other side of the, the crypto sphere uh, gives us a chance and, you know, hears us out and engages with us and uh, sees the potential. That's all we're trying to do. So. Fantastic. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us and we'll have to have you back on to see, see what your progress is like in the next few months. Right, right. Maybe we moved into the top 21 and now we're a paid block producer doing, doing the big work, right? So. Oh, fingers crossed, man. That sounds awesome. All well, right. that, is, that is Steve Floyd. He's the co-founder and chief of strategy at EOS Tribe. You can find them at eostribe.io. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Future Tech Podcast with Juliet Lamar. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.